Welcome, everybody, to another amazing, fantastical, and wonderful episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Super glad you're here. Guess what I thought we'd do today? Here's what we're going to do. Here, this, I had, I was, uh, I got the spring fever, you guys. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Uh, life's possibilities are everywhere. It's all, it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I thought about this as I as I was driving back from picking up a breakfast sandwich, a delicious breakfast sandwich. Let's do a show based on the the, the little motto of the loftestparty.com. Let's talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of some serious happiness. We Gimlet, we came up with that motto many, many moons ago. And I'm mm-hmm. so and I'm so glad we did. Because it is, uh, it fits. It's wonderful. That's what I want for this whole thing. This is what I want for everybody. You have a have a great life. Don't lose your liberty, and and pursue some serious happiness. What makes you happy? So you know what what gets me going. You know what you know gets my motor humming. So we'll start. If it was, if I was smart, we'd start with life. We'd start with life, but we're not going to. We're going to start with liberty because that's that's the that's the big one right now. We're we're living in crazy times. I joking around, not, and not really joking. Was on the Greg Gutfeld show uh, last Friday. We taped it Thursday. It aired Friday. That show's doing great, by the way. That show is doing great, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. Its first week, it it beat the Tonight Show. In ratings, so it's already number three. And in talking to Greg backstage and talking to the producers backstage, and Gutfeld's a great dude. He, he's a he's a he's a ball buster. That's that's fun. We, we, but they they fully expect that show to be uh, number one, as I do too, as I do too. So here's. We were talking about uh, Coca-Cola and the New York Times and Ben and Jerry's and all this stuff. And here's what I want to do. I would like to, just for the month of July, just for July, this is the idea I was toying around with, make sure you don't buy any Ben and Jerry's for July. It'll be our Independence Day. We can send these companies a message the whole month. It'll be like the it'll be like the Boston Tea Party. It'll be red, white, and blue for the July. The whole month, no Ben and Jerry's. Don't fly United. Don't drink Coke. Don't go to any baseball games. Don't give a Major League Baseball any any money. And it'll be uh, it's too funny. But like uh, Greg on the show is like, we don't do boycotts. We don't do boycotts. You guys, I love it. I love it. We can do this just for July. And as as you're walking through the grocery store, I take a little bit of glee. It makes me a little happy just rolling by because I bought ice cream. I did not buy Ben and Jerry's, and that filled me with delight. That was a little bit of unexpected happiness in my day. you got to give your money somewhere else. You were going to buy Diet Coke? Absolutely. Give Pepsi your money. And for those of you guys going, well, Pepsi does, da 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 you're missing the point. You're missing the point. The point is you're going to drink soda. And we want to we wanna give Coke a little bit of a smackdown. Go Dr. Pepper. Go, there's a, whatever. Just give your money to another soda company. 
And if you're not going to go to a Major League Baseball game and you're going to save a hundred and some odd dollars without buying those tickets, go out and see live music instead. Do something instead. I want other businesses to thrive while we're giving the smackdown to these other uh, douches. I want to like actively, like don't change your eating habits. Don't change your entertainment habits. Just give your money somewhere else. It's like it's like we always talk about. So you're you're gonna you're not gonna buy the New York Times. Get get a uh, uh, a subscription to the Epic Times. Let's build those guys up. The more money they have, the more advertising they can do, and that's how we change the game. I'm excited. I'm excited about the whole thing. I think it's great. And uh, I I don't really I guess it it is a boycott. You know, in a weird way, but it doesn't feel like a boycott. I don't look at it. I don't look at it that way. Yeah, how do you look at it? I look at it as giving money to businesses whose leadership does not hate me. Yeah, right. It's not it's a like, boycott, right? It I mean, I stopped. Have that I stopped buying Levi's. I stopped buying Levi's forever ago. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to enrich a CEO who? wants to take my second amendment rights. That is one of the, and I did, I I remember doing a video about that years ago and Mm -hmm. that one, at least, at least Coke stepped in it. You know what I'm saying? Like Coke came out and they're like, Oh, you got to take this. uh, If you got to, if you're white and you're an employee, you got to take this. And somebody leaked that out. Coke didn't really own that. That got leaked. But with their whole uh, Georgia and voter ID, they really stepped in it. They really stepped in it. And it must have, mm-hmm. you guys, the, the blowback must have hurt. It must have hurt. You're on, you're on Twitter all the time there, Stacey. Did you see all the Diet Coke ads yesterday? No, I did not. Oh my gosh. My tweed, my, my tweet, <laughs> my, my Twitter feed. That's what I'm saying. My, my tweed, my tweed, my Twitter feed. They have those like promotional tweets in there. Like mm-hmm. every fourth one was for Diet Coke. Now's a perfect time for a Diet Coke. No. No, it's not. Not anymore. You're still learning your lesson, bitch. You're still the victim of the smackdown. But people don't. And I know they, how you love the gray ladies. I know, I know. Here's the thing, though. When you were talking about Levi's, Levi's is like, they're not broadcasting this. They're not letting the world. They're not. They started taking a portion. They do fundraisers. They do all this. They're quietly and systematically going after your second amendment rights they're quietly going after gun control and that to me is like way more insidious and really it's like i just don't see how you can uh do that with that with that brand with that all-american brand to be against the constitution that's like so that's probably why they're they're not broadcasting it yeah but levi's get some levi's and I guess we should talk about gun control. That's a nice little nice little segue into that. Uh, and it's we're, this is we're just going to point out the hypocrisy of of the whole thing. Now, does it seem like there's just an insanely high amount of like mass shootings now? Mm-hmm. I, I really don't like what's up with that because it seems like if it would have been happening under the Trump administration, we would have heard about it. And I guess they were, mm-hmm. but man, it just seems like they're they're popping off like popcorn now. It's like every every twelve hours, there's something else. 
yeah, I don't know what all that's about. It seems a little, um, I'm not disconcerting. Saying, well, it's disconcerting, but it, it, like you would think now that we're opening back up. Yeah. Restrictions are lifting in a lot of areas. You know, the unemployment rate is falling. Mm-hmm. You would just think there'd be a lot fewer frustrated, angry people than there might have been, oh, I don't know, six months ago. Yeah. I wonder, I think something else is at play. I think something else is at play. And I can't, and shame on me for bringing it up because I can't really think about what it is. It just seems so odd. If you are like, I don't know. It's like that guy who drove his car into the Capitol and and killed that that cop. Like, what's why now? Like, why why now? I, I want I want you know what? I want more interviews with these guys. I want I, we got we have to find out what's behind it because it's not everybody wants to blame the gun. And this is where I'm like, okay, so we'll point out the hypocrisy. You know, so a guy with a gun, he does this. It's like so the gun didn't do anything. Is as hokey as that sound. That was just the weapon of choice. Like the other guy drove his car into a couple cops and the, the, the car was his weapon of choice. And usually it's a knife. The knife is the way preferred weapon of choice. But like, why are people popping off like this? And it's, and it really, it's like counterintuitive because it seems like it would be, it would have been during Trump, you know, it's like, oh, the orange man is here and oh, we're turning into a Gestapo and oh, they're Nazis. It seems like that would be the time i just don't uh i i don't know i just i just find it interesting and i guess i i just want to i want the record to show that like i think some there's something else going on here are these frustrated dudes is this just about like toxic masculinity and and how frustrated dudes are now and 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 rightfully so because dudes have been getting a a bad rap a bad rap it is it is not easy to be a dude in in today's America. So anyway, I think something. Uh, I think there's something else. I, I'm looking for commonalities. I want to start looking for a pattern. I'm like a detective over here. I'm like a detective. Okay, let's talk once again. We'll do more lifestyle stuff in the next segment. I'm just. I'm kind of. We there's stuff that we like just have to talk about. This whole uh, Russia bounty thing, like once again, and again, I brought this up on on the Gutfeld show. But like the New York Times listed this whole here's all these companies and why didn't they sign this thing to 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 help protect democracy and voter blah blah blah, and like screw the New York Times, screw them in in the biggest of ways because not only were they part of the active lying about the Trump administration and Russia collusion and Russia, 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 and all that for years, for years. How are they still in business? When you tell a whopper like that every day in your paper, every day, every day, going after Trump, we should also, remind me, we should talk about Project Veritas as well. But now it comes out that this whole uh, Russia bounty thing that was just endless, it was endless on CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and the USA Today, all of them. The Russians are putting a bounty on U.S. soldiers' heads, and Donald Trump isn't doing anything about it. 
and Trump is on record as saying, I don't think it's real. It's a scam. There's no intelligence. And now, very quietly, they admitted it the other day. Yeah, the intelligence community doesn't think that really happened. They don't think that was a real thing. Like, how long are we going to let these legacy media people just actively lie to us? I just can't. I, I honestly, I can't believe that. No, even on the right, it doesn't seem like there's like no one's being aggressive and certainly not as aggressive as this show where it's like that's you. You can't do that. You can't aggressively lie to the American people about, the, you know, with with anonymous sources and blah, blah, blah. It's not sloppy journalism. It's propaganda. And when you do this. Oh, bounty yeah. I mean, thing, the New York Times, the New York Times basically functions as. The publisher of unverifiable leaks. That's what they did for the entire Trump administration. I mean, look what they did with that one op-ed written by Anonymous. They framed that as a senior administration official. It ended up being some wacky that never even met Donald Trump in person. And all of this is on purpose. There's no way. Oh, I know. There's there's no way you can and I can remember put I can remember putting it on the website uh, Cheryl Atkinson, uh, and I think it's at at CherylAtkinson.com. She was keeping a running tally of all the air quote mistakes the media was mm-hmm. making about the Trump administration, and I still don't understand. Like I like I like Brit Hume. I think Brit Hume is a smart guy. Uh, I like his insight. I like his uh, speaking voice. voice. I li- yeah. Voice. It's, I like how he doesn't get excited. Like, like if if in a post-apocalyptic world, I want Brit Hume on my team, right? Because I'd be there freaking out, right? I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, everybody, yeah. get the guns. And Brit Hume would be like, hold on. We need water. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Brit. <laughs> but even someone as smart as Brit Hume uh, is like this is just sloppy journalism and journal like and I'm like no there's there's nothing sloppy about this at all it is well, no, they're surgical what- strikes they are surgical strikes and they've been doing them for five going on six years but you you know why that came out in the first place and why they had to pull it back now. Uh, are we talking about the bounty, the the bounty thing? Yes. No, go ahead and tell me. I, I thought it was the intelligence. <clears throat> no, no, you have to look at the timing on both ends of that. So the original bounty story came out when Donald Trump said, I'm pulling the troops out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And so you can't pull the troops out of Afghanistan if you have this Russian bounty story, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't just let the Russians win. Now, Joe Biden comes out and says, I'm pulling the troops out of Afghanistan. So we can't have the Russian bounty issue. Yeah. And now he's going to be some wonderful hero. I mean, literally, if you look at the press coverage and there's a guy on Twitter, I think he goes by Drew Holden 360, I think. Um, And he criticizes the media right yeah and so he was doing side-by-side screenshots of the coverage of donald trump saying he was leaving afghanistan versus joe biden and i mean it's just like i don't know 
for people who watch CNN, for people who watch NBC, for people who read the New York Times or the Washington Post, how their brains just don't explode because, you know, a year ago, this is awful. And now it's like, do they just forget? Do yeah. they just memory hole everything? I, I, I believe just don't, they do. I don't understand. Like, it, as I look at it, I'm, I'm like, I'm old enough to remember. And in order to be old enough to remember that, you'd have to be like two. I, I, I really think one thing, they're underestimating their audience. It's mm-hmm. they some of the switches are just way too big, way too fast. And, and even their most trusted, uh, I, I think of like the CNN viewership, even, even those guys have to go, well, that's a that's a big that's a big switch. Kind of yeah. But then I'll just happen there. But then most people have have their eye on the bigger picture. You know, they're like, okay, whatever. As long as we're getting out of there, okay, that's cool. Saving American lives, and uh, I, I feel bad for the people in Afghanistan. And there is like really, this one is there's there's two sides to that issue. I didn't know if Trump wanted to get everybody out of there or if he just wanted to draw it down to a a, a workable force. But here, I'm going to say this right now. I think there's a there's an upside to keeping a base and keeping things in Afghanistan. I really do. To keeping uh, not a huge force, but enough. It just seems like if if it's a game of risk, which it is, <laughs> I would want to keep my base in Afghanistan. Just for we can fly here, we can fly there, we can go here, we can go there. We can keep eyes on uh, the Taliban. We can keep eyes on ISIS. I don't know how many times I'd be driving into town, getting a beer, uh, or uh, trying to build a school. But I think there's something to be said for having something in that neck of the woods. Maybe I'm being incredibly naive, uh, but I don't know. I'm trying to think about what other bases are around there. I just, it seems like a, to me, it seems like a good idea to leave some people there. Is Biden talking about leaving, getting everybody out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he's going to do it all on September 11th? By September 11th. By September 11th? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing... Which that, is uh, a holiday <clears throat> in Islamist countries. So. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Don't forget... That was a weird one. Don't forget... Uh, what was the other one in uh, um, seven on um, September 11th? The Hillary Clinton wouldn't come to those guys' defense. Benghazi. Oh, Benghazi. Yeah. 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 September 11th. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Why would you? Why would you even use that date? Why would you even use that date? Why would you say, you know what? We're gonna have every. We're gonna have everybody out of there by September 8th, nine. Why don't 12. you do it like on a day that means something for us, like the July 4th? Yeah, it's just such an odd, odd, like you, there's a phrase in, uh, in, in writing, especially in television writing and sitcom writing, you hold the pen, you decide what this world is like, you decide what these characters are going to say and do and when and all that stuff. You hold the pen, Joe Biden and those guys hold the pen for them to say, we're going to be out by September 11th. That's just uh, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Okay, 
we're going to leave with this. Maybe we'll come back with more of this after the break. I don't know. We, I would just be remiss. We would we would lose our little podcast license if we didn't talk about uh, James O'Keefe, CNN, Project Veritas. You know what? We're going to save it for after the break. There's too much. There's too much good stuff to talk about. And then I also want to talk about travel plans. I want to talk about revenge travel. There's places I want to go. There's things I want to do. And I think we've all come out of this little uh, Rona thing a little bit different. And and so I want to talk about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And all. Oh, there's so much show. But CNN, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, Facebook, all of it. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. All right. As promised. As promised. This was, uh, I don't know what you think, and it really doesn't matter what you think about uh, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. I, you know, I see a lot of judgy, judgy people on uh, on the tweeters and on the Facebooks and the social media. Say what you will about his undercover videos. Say what you will about the way he gets his information. Say what you will. It doesn't change the video. It doesn't change the end results. If you were sleeping under a rock last week, Project Veritas, and this is kind of funny, they, uh, and this, it's also kind of scary, they found a high, uh, a high level, a higher level producer over at CNN, and I guess this guy was on uh, uh, a dating app, he was on Tinder, he was on some dating app, and so James O'Keefe, they found a hottie who who, uh, works at Project Veritas, and they had her swipe right or whatever, or double click or whatever the hell those things work. And so she started going out with this guy. And they went out on like three or four dinner dates. And this, this poor guy is trying to get laid. <laughs> and he's with a, a hot young thing, I'm I'm gonna guess, because he kept he kept coming back. There's like there's like right. three there's like three or four different dates, and all this chick wants to talk about is his job at CNN. It had to be exhausting for that guy. Like after the third date, is like she is she ever gonna make out with me? Am I ever gonna touch those titties? Are we are, are we ever gonna get freaking busy? All she wants to talk about is CNN. 
So that part is funny. The not so funny part is this guy who's like had a couple beer. He's not drunk or anything, but he's he's like he's just exhausted. And he's like, I'm you, you can just see it. It's like, can we please like do something else? He's just letting it rip about CNN and how they operate and what they're what they're they were setting out to do and how they were out to get Trump and how it's it's just he he uses the word it's propaganda. It's propaganda. And how now uh, and how how it is fear porn, just fear porn with the covid numbers, all this stuff and that how they're going to transition now because because covid and the rona's you know going away now they got to transition into climate change uh just to keep that whole fear porn thing going but it's propaganda and and he he works at CNN it's propaganda they wanted to they wanted to help Biden they wanted to hurt Trump that was their mission it's not the news it's not information it's not to inform the viewers it's about to change the way their viewership is thinking that part is scary enough. That part is scary enough. But then, and you probably know more about this than I do, I guess you 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 weren't allowed to talk about this on Facebook? It was one of those taboo things, like, like Hunter's laptop, that if you tried to share the story on Facebook, he got zapped. And I know James O'Keefe got booted from Twitter. Yeah, they accused him of spamming and having multiple accounts and... I think they even added hacked materials, which is just ridiculous. Um, you know, and it, it's just another it's just another thing like the New York Post when they got cens- censored with the Hunter Biden story. Then they got censored again about Patrice Cullors. That was the other one that Facebook was not allowing people to post. Right. Patrice Cullors, you know, the head of BLM going out and buying millions of dollars worth of real estate. Yeah. And I get that that money might not have come from BLM, but it's still just like screaming hypocrisy with her own stated ideology. I mean, if you're a Marxist, you don't go. Well, if you're a Marxist in the ruling class, you you have nice homes. But um, if you're supposed to be with the people, you should be donating that to to your community. You know, hey, here's a question for you. Is anybody that you know of like journalist anywhere like keeping track of the, the the Black Lives Matter money? Like, where is it being spent? Isn't that... Shouldn't they have to disclose that? Um, no. Really? Black, okay, so it's because of the way they're set up. Black Lives Matter... The organization that Patrice Colors and those guys run, that is a corporation. It's not a... It's not a charity. So they borrow their 50C3 status from another organization. So the only the only um, way that you see how much the Black Lives Matter group is even getting mm-hmm. is through the Tides Foundation and um, that it should be in their tax returns. Yeah, um, that you can get an idea, but no, Black Lives Matter is not required under any um, under any type of disclosure law to disclose where their money's being spent. Okay, so it's not it's not a charity. It's not like like Goodwill or one of those where you can no. you can track it down. Somebody should look into that. I would like to know. I would like to know. Seriously, how well, much there's money? The, there's the Black Lives Matter leader in New York who also wants to know. 
Yeah. But I mean, some, you know, local chapters, hey, guys, have you gotten any money from this organization? Seriously. If you're the guy in New York and you're working the grassroots movement, have they given you anything to do anything to benefit your community? That that is that is the question. That really is the question. It, it is and the it question, a- but I mean, the local leaders, the local chapter leaders, should be able to answer it. And so now this guy came out, and he, I can't remember his name. Um, I've seen him on TV saying, you know, if we don't go where we want, we're just going to burn it all down. Um, but anyway, I mean, he's very radical, but um, he basically said, um, hold up a minute. I want an audit, right? Yeah. And now they're like legally threatening him, saying he doesn't have the right to use the organization's name because he's not aligned with the organization. See, I'm this like, is when you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So, like, why like... shouldn't you guys be transparent? Tell me why you shouldn't. Let's start there. And, and and what is the problem with with being inquisitive about it? Because okay, so it it happened. It happened. They were able to spin these events into outrage, and all of this you can't deny that they were this the spin was insanely successful, and they raised I have to imagine a crapload of money, just an absolute crapload of like money, ninety million dollars last year or something. Yeah, so if if I'm living in a horrible neighborhood and I want to start my own business, I have an idea. I'm going to start selling, I don't know, I'm going to sell, sell, you know, hats or whatever it is. And I was excited because, okay, well, Trump is in, in office, but they're going to do this. They're going to do this investment in these communities and they're going to have these opportunity zones and holy smokes, they're going to spend $500 billion and I'm going to get a loan. I'm going to be able to start my own company, ba 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 ba. Okay, so that now that's gone. That's not going to happen. All right, but at least you got some some help coming from the from the Black Lives Matter people. This is when we need money. We need <laughs> I love this party. I would love to send the most like aw shucks gee whiz golly jeepers reporter to Black Lives Matter headquarters. And just go, hey, I'm asking on on behalf of, of the community, get some video and talk to some people who, so is this your business? Wouldn't you like this? Wouldn't you like that? Can you get a loan? You know, maybe you should maybe we should go to Black Lives Matter. Maybe we should ask them if they'll help you out. And just go and just show up with somebody and go, this young man or this young lady uh has a store that sells X, Y, and Z. They need a loan. They need some help. Cut them a check. You guys got what I would love to do that. I would love to do that. <laughs> that would be my favorite. That would be my favorite video. This young uh, lady wants to start a line of uh, swimwear. And I got to say, I like I like the cut. I like the colors. I like all of it. Can can you guys cut her a check today and, and like shame them into doing it? Publicly shame them into doing it. Yeah, but the last thing a group like BLM is going to support is people opening their own businesses. They're Marxists. Yes. Yes. So let's <laughs> let's point that out. When they say no, you say why. And then you stick with the story. And then that, like, just, I've, I've, I've successfully started my own narrative. Okay, so you guys, mm-hmm. you, you guys are, how, 
how many people and it always comes down to the it always comes down to the details with these people and this goes for illegal immigration and all of it and it goes for dr fauci and and jim jordan calling him out the other day how many people need to to suffer before you act how many people for for the black lives matter people okay so you're 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 and there's there's street violence there's things being looted there's business be, being shut down there were so many people killed in the riots how much more until you act and when you do act what exactly are you going to do you 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 say you're a marxist so what's are you ultimately trying to change america into a a, a marxist civilization and if so how's that going to work i need to see your plans if you're going to change us into a uh, a little Venezuela or a Cuba or or, or so the Soviet Union. What are your plans? What are your specific plans on making sure three hundred and sixty million people have food to eat? You can't just say, well, I guess you can. They're being successful at it. But like, okay, so you're Marxists. You're doing this. You want to do that. You okay? So we're going to defund the police. Okay, so. Seriously, who? How? How does it work? How does it work now? If there's no police in the neighborhood, so what do I do? What do I do? I need specifics. They, don't, they never want to talk about specifics. Jim Jordan put boy, he put it to Fauci the other day. Wasn't that great? Oh yeah, no, it was. And Dr. Fauci's all over the Sunday shows doing damage control today. So. He's literally um, on every single Sunday morning political talk show except for Chris Wallace's. Yeah. Yeah. It and is, he keeps um, talking about wanting to convince Republicans who are vaccine hesitant to get vaccinated, but you don't go on the one station that most Republicans watch. It's almost like it's almost I, like I mean, he doesn't mean it. It's almost like he doesn't mean it. And it's almost like, I mean, he's got to be the biggest anti-vaxxer in the country. I really. You cannot simultaneously tell people the vaccine is effective and after you're vaccinated, nothing changes. That is the most ridiculous Monty Python worthy piece of bs i have heard in a long time well i mean i just went through everything because ron DeSantis finally yet yeah friday friday today's sunday sorry um friday, today's monday it's monday <laughs> actually with the way with they the way like, with the way we live. with the way we've been dropping podcasts it could be saturday <laughs> right <laughs> i'm sorry about Damn. that you guys okay go ahead go ahead gimlet Anyway, so Ron DeSantis comes out and is just like, this is ridiculous. Of course, people, we're going to have all this vaccine available. We're not going to be able to get people to come in. So here's an idea. If you're vaccinated, vaccines are effective, you're immune, act like it. (laughs) It is. Oh, my God. The meltdown was immense. So then I go out and I start looking. And you know what I figured out? Um, Girls have innies and boys have outies. No, what? No. I figured out (laughs) that this poor woman, Rachel Walensky, who's the head of the CDC, 
every time she comes out and says something positive, whether it was teachers don't need to be fully vaccinated according to the data in order to return safely to school, whether it was people who get the vaccine don't catch COVID, can't transmit COVID. That's not just theoretical. It's in our data now. So she's like trying to put this good news out there. Last week, data comes out out of 77 million vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Okay, 77 million fully vaccinated Americans. There have been 5,800 breakthrough cases, 346 hospitalizations, and 74 deaths. That's fantastic. It makes zero sense. It's it makes uh, like what you're saying is fantastic. But what I was talking about, 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 what I was talking about was the insanity. And you, you just you blew right by it. And to me, it was just such a big, a big moment. You get the vaccine. You get you get the second vaccine and they still expect you to not go out, not live a life and still wear a mask. That just that, just that is so insane and bizarre and counterintuitive and just worthy. So why in the F did you get it done? And and not only that, go on. It's not fun. Like people are getting really (laughs) sick afterwards. I've, I, you know, it's weird. Some people have had bad reactions. Some people have had barely any. I find it odd, like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. How many people got that vaccine, and then how many people had a got a blood clot? It seems like how many? Okay, how many blood clots just naturally occur, right? I remember when they tried to blame. Remember when they were trying to blame uh, fake tits on everything a million years ago? These yeah. women. Oh, I have this and that, and then. The, 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 I remember it was on this, the cover of like Science Magazine. They're like they're calling it the day science took a nap. It just like these there's there's just a naturally occurring amount of bad things that happen to everybody. And statistically, mm-hmm. uh, these women, yes, they all did have breast implants, but there was actually there was no evidence to say that's what did it. That's what was the the, the thing was, and they got this huge settlement. Blah 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 blah. But like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and I really should know more about the stats if I'm going to talk this much smack. Uh, but it seems like it doesn't seem like a crazy amount of blood clots for the amount well, of people who got that vaccine. I really I, maybe so, I'm wrong. So if you look at um, the blood clots those women got. They're a very specific kind of blood clot. And the reason they were a big deal is because the medication you normally use to treat a blood clot, you can't use in that case because they're associated with a blood clotting problem. Uh Uh-huh. So Uh that's why those particular clots are a big deal. But Stacy got curious. Okay. That's That's the name of your children's book. Stacy got curious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I went out to the vaccine adverse event reporting system, something like that. It's called VAERS that the CDC manages. Uh-huh. And I found out some terrifying stuff. It's terrifying. Huh? Scare me. Make my wiener move with fear. Like, you know, you know how right now you're mandated to report every case of or every positive test, because they're not all cases, of COVID-19 
to the Department of Health within your state, right? Sure, sure. yeah. And then it rolls up to the, the CDC. There's other things like if a child develops whooping cough or um, TB or even the flu, there's reporting systems where doctors are required to report certain things. That makes so sense. That, however, this VAERS system mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, put it in if you want. Your doctor can do it. The person can do it. Your caregiver can do it. And almost no one knows it exists. Doctors aren't required to do it or healthcare providers aren't required to do it because any, so like very, it's not at all a complete reporting system. So there've been about 96,000 adverse events reported. Um, and there's a lot more blood clots than just those kind of clots. <laughs> yeah. Those very, very rare ones that those women, women got. Okay. There's a lot of clots. There's strokes. There's heart attacks. There's deep vein thrombosis. I mean, I'm just going through the data. And there have been at least 1,166 deaths within proximity to the vaccine. I can take a few of them out. Is this, um, just, is this just Johnson & Johnson or is this all of them? No, this is all of them. Okay. And there's clots associated with all of them. Woo! Like you can't tell, you can't, you can't necessarily make a causal relationship there, but there's enough, even like female problems to include miscarriages that would make me look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, you're chiming in on the side of there's enough bad stuff going on. Would you stop it? Would you tell people not to get the vaccine? I saw a quote from Dr. Fauci today. That made me want to scream. He is very excited because by the fall, high school students should be able to get vaccinated and they all should. No, they should not. Okay. There is no reason on God's green earth we should be doing this with children. And the reason I'm saying that is when I say female problems, you can go out and look at Dr. Naomi Wolf's TL from last week. There are hundreds of women reporting post-COVID and post-vaccine serious gynecological issues. Yeah, I would. We've got would. miscarriages in in the VAERS report. You do not want to be oh telling children to get an investigational drug and 10 years later find out they're infertile. Yeah, so I would go out on a limb and tell everyone who's under 30, don't even get it. Don't everyone, even get it. Just don't. Just don't. You've got something that this is where something wacky's going on. Something really wacky and I think nefarious going on. I saw an ad today this morning. I was having a cup of Joe watching my my Sunday morning shows. And there, there's a big ad uh, saying, hey, New York. Hey, New York, if you're 16, you can get the vaccine. It's free. Go to the no. website and make an appointment. It's It no. was very... I, this is, I'm just telling you what I saw. I didn't make the commercial, Stacy. I know, but like, <laughs> well, why are we doing this? I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's why I'm, something's going on. you don't want your kid to get a cold? 
Uh, that's why I say something. There's something going on. I wish we had more time. We got to wrap up this segment. We got to go to the C block. We got what's on the web with Paul coming up. There's going to be stuff on Patreon, and I still we're going to talk a little bit about travel plans. We got to talk a little bit about holiday, summer, fun, sun, sunshine, shing 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 shing. Okay, we'll be right back. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. This just in breaking news. One of my uh, one of my friends on the Facebook just had uh, her second shot, and she just uh, chimed in on on Facebook. I, I shouldn't laugh. She's not having a good time. She's not having a good time. No, like these are not like this is not a low grade fever and some aches. <laughs> yeah, this is just uh, not. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna in a, in a few moments minutes we'll have uh, we'll have Paul on. It's such a a good little what's on the web with Paul. I couldn't. I'm so pleased with the way the loftusparty.com is shaping up and all this stuff. And that's why, like, I want to get it. I want to get in some of this uh, before we move on to the Patreon segment. Which, seriously, uh, if you're on the Patreon segment, thank you so much for being a, a patron and helping us out. It's not a lot of dough. I highly encourage people to do it. We with the money goes to increasing the. The, the YouTube and the videos and uh, ooh wee there's a new microphone that we got. The sound is going to be a little bit better. And outreach, outreach, outreach. It's an advertising budget. So we can reach more people. And by reaching more people, we all dig in at the same time. We can affect change. That's what we're all about. Living our best lives. So living the best lives. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now I know Gimlet that you used to do a lot of scuba, and now you're mm-hmm. kind of a snorkel gal, right? I can do shore diving. I can't jump off boats anymore. No, but I'm talking about snorkeling. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, my goodness. There is a uh, uh, a, a girl that has a YouTube channel. Uh, and she just, she's, you know, she's, she's attractive. We'll say that she's got, she's got curves in all the right places and all that wonderful stuff, but she goes on fishing adventures and she, you know, here's how, and, and cool stuff. 
you know, like here's how you can go spear fishing and here's how you can catch a lobster and bring it back. And then you can, you, here's how you cook it and blah, 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 blah. And she looks fantastic the whole time. She went, have you ever been snorkeling in the Bahamas? No. That was, that was a legit question. She, I, no, I had to this, stop and think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm snorkeling. like, um, no. <laughs> like, I don't know if scuba would be my jam. Scuba, I think, would be pretty cool. I would like to try it. It's one of those things I'd really like to try. But as, like, a gateway drug, I totally want to go. I want to go to Costa Rica. I totally, because here's the things that, like, I'll, I'll frame it like this. I think a lot of people, myself included, you, you kind of took stock of, and this might not be so true for you. This is interesting. Because you were you were in Georgia, and you guys, they, they handled things a lot differently than we did in New York. Right. <laughs> Obviously, you have a lot more people still alive because <laughs> they weren't killed by their governor uh, and his horrible policies. One of the things that I did is like, okay, so there, there's lockdown, there's this and that. I'm really going to focus on playing the guitar. That would be, a, I want to increase the skill. And I've, I've been doing that and it's brought me a lot of happiness. It's made me very, very happy. And I could, it, it could become a very dangerous habit in terms of money. But I always talked a lot of smack about surfing and I, I love the beach. I love the ocean. I love the tropical. I love it all. I really want to learn how to surf. But I Here's what I could do. Like surfing's like a whole thing. That's gonna be like a a, a couple weeks that that endeavor. I think I have. I used to skateboard a lot as a kid, so I think I have some, hopefully, some natural ability left that still just needs waking up. So I can see that happening. But in terms of not being able to invest that kind of time to learn how to surf, boy, this girl Louisa on her channel, she goes spear fishing for like lionfish in the Bahamas, and it just looks amazing. Like the water. Yeah, I did that. Yeah? How was it? Tell me. You um, did it in Belize? Yeah, we actually brought him back, and the chef at the resort, because we were on St. George's Cay, which is off the, off the coast. Yeah. So that's where the resort was. And it was like, only 12 cabanas, very small, but you would have these, you know, family-style dinner things and whatever. Yeah. And so we actually brought them back, and the chef cooked them. That sounds amazing. How delicious was it? How great was it? It was pretty good. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's not, I mean, it's... Not the ringing endorsement I wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty, I mean, it's fish. Once upon a time, me and my buddies in the sketch comedy group uh, that I was in, a lot of fun, we were in West Palm Beach, and we were doing shows. I think we were there for two weeks. Uh, we were popular, Stacy. We went on a charter. We we chartered a boat, and we went out, and the, the continental shelf is right off the coast. You can still see Florida, you know, when you're out on the boat, deep sea fishing, we caught, we caught some uh, we caught like a yellowfin tuna. We caught a bunch of bonilla uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Took it back to the dock. There was this like local wino guy who, you know, he'd he'd clean your fish for beer money. <laughs> so we hooked him up and we just had a giant barbecue that night and we cooked up the fish in a million different ways. So delicious. It was insanely delicious. So that's one of the things that I really want to do this this uh, maybe this fall. 
maybe this fall, as the winter starts to turn, like go down the Bahamas, do some snorkeling, do all that. I'm getting into like what's on the web type stuff before we're doing what's on the web. But there's another one I wanted to talk to you specifically about because I know your scuba stuff. I'm so like I, I am just hell bent on this. And there's a thing that they're trying to make happen. They're calling it revenge travel, where people are mad at the coronavirus for stopping their lives. And now they're going to do all that stuff they've always wanted to do. And this is the year, damn it. And I'm I'm, I'm saying go for it. Go for it. If there's something you've been thinking about doing, something you've always wanted to do, I cannot say this enough, you guys. You will never be as young as you are today. Stop waiting. Stop. Go. Do the thing that you want to do. If you want to learn how to paint, start. Take a fucking class. Go. Do it. I'm getting mad at you for not living your best life. This was all a giant wake-up call. Whatever coronavirus was, whatever the Wuhan lab, whatever, 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 all that crap aside, your life was on hold for a long time, and hopefully you you learned something about yourself. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm not holding back. Here's another one. Did we talk about this last week on the show? There's another YouTube channel, and it's these uh, – I think we did talk about this last week. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. It's this couple from North Carolina, and they got a boat. They saved, they scrimped, they saved, they got a boat, and then they announced, hey, we're doing a YouTube channel, and we're going to sail around and have adventures. You can support us by watching the videos, sharing the videos, Patreon, blah, 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 blah. There's a little – like Florida, the Florida Keys, I guess there's a key relatively – close to the coast of Tampa, Florida, and they sail out there, and it's just a bunch of, like, cool people, everybody's having beers, getting their drink on, they got their boats out there, and it looks like you're in the middle of the ocean, but you're really relatively close to Tampa, and just the clothes come off, the snorkeling happens, there's not a boatload of people out there, it just seems like one of the coolest things ever, and ooh, I got to hit that one up, too. I got to hit that one up, too. So before we do what's on the web with Paul, is there anything that's, like, burning, got you going? Like, ooh, I want to do this. This is going to be my passion this year. That's a Mm. long silence. That's a long silence. Not really. And I think it probably is the difference between living in an open state since last May and not. Yeah, yeah. I find that I find that very interesting, but I have to think I have to think New Yorkers, people in California, people in Jersey, people. Oh yeah, they're gonna be they're, they're It's gonna be a wild, freaky deaky summer, and I cannot wait. Okay, with that I being mean, said, I plan to have fun. But, oh I yeah, mean, but that's no always like, that's standard issue fun for you. There's no like burning desire. You know. I, I've also done a pretty good job on my bucket list. That's great. That's great. So, What's still left? What's still left? Um, going to Ireland. Ooh, go. That's a good one. That's a good one. And you want to? I, 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 I don't have a lot of interest in anywhere else in Europe. I've been to France, been to England, been to Italy. I've been to England. Ireland. I've been to France. Take me to Ireland, and then I'll dance, dance, dance. Ireland's great. Ireland's great. When you do go, 
let me know, and I will let my cousin know you are coming. And you can go to his pub. My cousin Damien, who's a great guy, owns a, owns a nice little pub. in the. It's a great joint. It's a great joint. You'll have nice. a great time. Okay, so we got, we got uh, Paul Hare coming up. We're going to do What's on the Web with Paul. And then, uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna go right in into uh, the, the Patreon, right? That's what we got to do, and we'll see you guys over there. Yep. So here we go with what's on the web with Paul. Here we go, everybody. The segment that we love, what's on the web with Paul, and I want to say this before we even jump in. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I'm thinking. I'll have to talk to, uh, I might do just like a whole show, I'm not even kidding, about the website. Sometimes I'm feeling it. I'm just feeling it. I look at the website and seriously, I get a strange stirring in my pants. It's just the balance. The balance of stuff is there. But let's find out what's rocking uh, Paul's world. Paul, what's on the web? Michael, great to be here. (laughs) Yeah, what do you got? Let's start off with a, a fun one. It's yeah, let's do it. Take my money. Optimus Prime robot transforms all by itself. Dude, you read my mind. <laughs> you read my mind. That that story just went by, and I'm like, we have to talk about that regardless. Okay, so you guys, there is a company. It starts with an R, Robeson or something. They made – now, I'm a Transformers guy. I, I love that show. I love the story. I love all of it. Uh, when that first movie came out, ba-boom. Now you need to know this. McDonald's had the Happy Meal toy when the first Transformer Michael Bay movie came out. They had a toy that was Starscream. You pressed one button, and it was spring-loaded. The legs flipped out, and the wings folded back, and you're like, wow, that's as close to a real Transformer as I've ever seen. You literally, you press one button, skadoosh. This robot company made an Optimus Prime. This thing stands about 19 inches tall. It comes in, in, in the box. They did an unboxing video. It's He's in uh, semi-truck mode. You can wake him up with your voice. He's like a, a, a home assistant that way. It, it's active listening. And it does. it's Peter Cullen doing the voice and makes the noise. And completely transforms into a robot. And yes, it transforms back. And yes, it's fully functional in both modes. Yep, he can move his arms. He can dance around. He can do stuff. There's an app that comes with it. You can program your own moves. He's got a bunch. It was fantastic. Now, do we want to talk about the downside of the video I posted? Well, the downside, of course, (laughs) is, is that, as we all know, women are just huge, huge fans of Transformers. Aren't they? They had a woman who was just freaking out over this Optimus Prime robot. And everybody, of course, believed that was totally 100% real and not just an effort by CNET to draw more viewers to the video. It was just so fakey. It was like such a horrible performance. And I really like, is this the video I want to air? But you know, you know what made it for me? She showed her little girl. In the middle of the video, she goes, I want to see what my daughter thinks. And her daughter had never seen Transformers. And she, and the thing transforms. And the girl's face just lights up like a Christmas tree. That's the, <laughs> uh, that's, that's why I, I posted that one. Because it is, it is, that's like, that's, that girl's face was my feeling. I was like, oh, just so exciting. Um, that's a whole other, another podcast, though, of like tech magazines, 
like, okay, we'll hire a beautiful girl. And who's the uh, who's the original one of those? She was a uh, supposedly a big Star Wars fan, and then now she's in movies. Are you talking about Olivia Munn? Yeah, Olivia Munn. Because she Olivia was on that Munn. old she was on that old channel. What was it? G four was it called? Mm-hmm. G four, I think. Attack of the Show is where. Yeah, she made her name. Yeah, Olivia Munn. She played it right. She rode that wave. Okay, we got to move on. The, the Optimus Prime thing was totally exciting. Okay, let's see. What should we do next? I'm in the mood for doing fun posts this week. So let's yeah. go to 50 years ago. This was a wasteland, and one man changed everything. Dude, another great call. Another great call. This. Okay, so here's something you guys know about me. I'm a big science fiction guy. I'm very. I'm. I'm digging what Elon Musk is doing. We're going to need to go to Mars. We're going to need to terraform, blah, 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 that whole thing. This guy who made a fortune uh, came up born poor, blah, 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 made a, a lot of money off churches, fried chicken. He bought this uh, big hunk of scrub land out in the middle of Texas, and he's like, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to turn this around. So he had these guys come out and dig all these wells super, super deep. They were coming up empty. He, he, I think he dug like uh, 50 some, tried 50 some different times going super deep. And uh, the guy who's digging the well is like, the thing is, you got a cavern under here. This is a cavern and kind of like tip this guy. The trees are taking the water for ba 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 ba. So this guy changed what he was planting on the scrubland, started planting grass and the way the grass root system, it's like the natural like prairie grass that used to be all over like West Texas or whatever. So he went back to, okay, let's let's go back to this this prairie grass and the way that root system worked and the way the water dripped down in a couple of years, he had he had springs popping up, freshwater springs popping up. And it was like the coolest transformation. They went from. Uh, I don't. I don't even think he cut down any trees, but just he had a bunch of cedar trees and then planted all this grass. I thought it was incredibly beautiful and fascinating. And just you can do incredible things, and it doesn't take. You don't have to build a dam. You don't have to dig wells. You don't have to pipe in crap. You don't have to. You plant some grass in this particular area, and I thought it was uh, wonderful. I thought it was, it was so cool. So it's kind of like a mini documentary too. It's not just like some guy interviewing him for a news clip. It's yeah. an actual it's an actual mini documentary. I'd say it's about I don't know, 8 to 10 minutes long so it's short. Yeah. Very very easy to watch and one you know really quickly. Yes. So, yes. There's another one I know that you're excited about this week that was by Lisa Batman, The Long Halloween gets an animated movie. I am looking forward to that very much. I wish I knew the release date on that. Uh, and if once again, comic book, blah, 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 the, um, people should know they love this character, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn. Uh, she comes from Batman, the animated series. She doesn't come from the comic books. They invented her from Batman, the animated series. And I think it was Bruce, Tim and somebody else. Uh, they wrote her, invented her. So anyway, the guys, what my, my point is this, the guy who ran, the guys who ran the animated show. The classic one with Mark Hamill as the Joker uh, and, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name who did Batman. Just But those are like the – that's that's the one, Batman. So those guys have risen up the ranks in uh, Warner Brothers animation. And, and they have this whole animated department and they have adapted all these great graphic novels. And they stick to the style of art from the graphic novels. And it's they've had so much success. They come out with one or two of these things a year. 
and they're just fantastic. And that's this is a much beloved uh, graphic novel, very exciting. I'm not sure of the voice cast, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm sure it'll be great, and I'm looking forward to it very much. And then, of course, it begs the question in my mind: Why not put these guys in charge of the live action stuff? It just kills me. You have you have guys who are running the animated department over at Warner Brothers, and they're adapting these movies. They know the, not only do they know the characters, they have invented the, the new characters that are much beloved. So it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's a bittersweet victory. Okay, moving on. What should we do next? Let's see. Let's, we actually had quite a few popular posts on the, significantly popular posts on the website this week. Yeah. Let's just go, for instance, to Nancy Pelosi. I'm a street fighter. Oh, my gosh. That one just <laughs> killed me. I saw that headline. Now, here's the idea, you guys. Here's the idea. Because we all have big lives and we, we like a lot of different things. So we do uh, videos at, at the YouTube channel, which I cannot wait to talk about, um, on Mondays and Fridays. And then I'm like, why don't I do something on Wednesdays? Why don't I do something on Wednesdays? So I, I want to kind of do some – there's some great joints where I live. I love food. I love restaurants. I love science fiction. I love all this stuff. I just want to do more slice-of-life stuff in addition to the political stuff. So I'm like, I'm doing a video on Wednesday. I got this Philly cheesesteak place I want to show everybody. And then I run by this headline, Nancy Pelosi, I'm a street fighter. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. So I threw my plan out the window and did the Nancy Pelosi impersonation. And just her, she was talking about the ca- the, the events at the Capitol. That's what you have to call them to not get censored. The events at the Capitol. And she's like, they would have been in trouble because I'm a street fighter. And it was very funny. And it got me a chance. It gave me a chance to talk about how she really fights, how she really fights. And woo! Yeah, going toe to toe with Nancy—that'd be easy. But boy, howdy, she is a formidable. She's a super villain. Okay, we got time for two more. Two more. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, I found a, a video the Business Insider put out, and I titled the post "Watch People Might Make Books." The old-fashioned way. Yeah. So even if you're not a, a fan of books, and I don't know who is or who isn't, it's fun to watch somebody use an actual printing press, not a computer, but an actual printing press, to print and to craft books the old-fashioned way. I thought where that were they, was Why were they doing that? Where were they doing that? Regrettably, it was done in the horrible city of San Francisco. Really? Yes. Okay. That's, uh, I think here's the, here's, it's one of the great things that I think people, you don't think about very much, just what a big deal that was, what a game changer, like being able to print and you go back to a time like with monks and stuff, everything was done by hand, everything was done by hand. And then when you could actually print things, it was like the internet, it was like the internet of its day. Just a huge explosion of, of knowledge and people knowing how to read. And uh, I think it's very cool that people still do that. I respect the craftsmanship. You know what I also love and that I would love to know is like the people who still do the great, the masonry. I love like old buildings, Chicago, New York, any any city that has that old like cornerstones and they have like the little engravings. I love that stuff. And I hope that people are still doing it. Here's a sad, a little sad notion. When uh, when Reagan had the the repairs done initially on the Statue of Liberty, there was only one company left on the planet that knew how to do that work, and it was 
Yeah, it was like the 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 great grandson of the guy in France who who made the statue. And they were the ones who did it. So fortunately, they came over and taught uh, the the uh, the American crew how to do it, and they they shared their their time honored tradition and craftsmanship. But like, I love that stuff. I love it. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick one, and then and then we'll go. It's hard. It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. You know, what? I'll go pick with this. go with the fun one. The fun one to say itchy tuck me. Go with that one. Itchy Tuckney, you know what? That was a fun. I, I want to go to Itchy Tuckney. I want to do a video. It's this great uh, joint. It's a state park in Florida, and this girl went to Itchy Tuckney, and like that's a. If you're in Florida, look that up. That's great. I'm gonna go with this, Paul. I'm gonna go with um, the song from Mick Jagger and Dave Grohl. Yeah, they Easy. put that one. They put that one out, and then that was another one of our popular posts on the website this week. We were right on it, dude. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw that Mick, I follow Mick. I love Mick <laughs> Jagger. Uh, and uh, so he put it out and I'm like, ooh, look at that. And it's 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 bittersweet. Here's the great thing. Mick Jagger still knows how to rock and roll. He really does. Like, that's no bull. That's no bull. He, like, literally brought it. And Dave Grohl was a good addition. The song's pretty darn good for, like, a 78-year-old dude who's pissed off about the lockdown and... And he's having fun with Easy Sleazy. I was, I, and I even wrote this in my little review of it. I'm like, somebody, some, could somebody please get this track to Keith Richards? Could somebody just, <laughs> could somebody just mail the masters, masters to Keith and let him take a crack at it? So uh, it's a good song. Go check that out. There's so much more good stuff, you guys. Uh, uh, thanks for visiting the website. As always, Paul, thanks for what's on the web with Paul. There's so much good crap. We could literally, we could do a whole show about the website. I'm so yeah. excited about it. Do you want to hear something? Yeah, I do. Last month, two months ago, uh, website traffic was up 200%. Last month, website traffic was up 300%. Can you dig it? Here hey, we go. Here we go. Here we go. And we keep seeming to put out more posts each week. We didn't. We really didn't touch upon, you know, even half of what we put out this week. Exactly. And then, oh, we, I want to welcome, I want to welcome uh, uh, a boy named Sue to the crew who's going to be reviewing beers. He's he, the guy. He's a bartender, lives in L.A., buddy of a, uh, of a, he's a friend of mine and uh, just loves, loves beers. And it's not like those snooty, snooty beer reviews. This is good stuff. So check it out. Okay, Paul, we got to skedaddle. There's so much show. But uh, thanks for letting us know what's on the web. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, buddy. People, ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, that brings us to the end of another wonderful show. I say that it's the it's it's the end of this part. There's even more over on Patreon. So do it. Come see us over there. Go get your freak on. The, the conversation continues. It's just too much for one tiny little show. We do extra on the Patreon. We'll see you over there. 